welcome to Employee of the Month. Here's your host, Katie Lazarus. Hello, I'm your host, Katie Lazarus, and this episode of Employee of the Month is brought to you by Audible.com. Audible has over 100,000 digital audiobooks to choose from, so if you go to audiblepodcast.com slash employee, you can get a free 30-day trial, which is what I did, or get a free audiobook and download it. All you have to do is sign up at audiblepodcast.com slash employee, and you'll also be supporting Employee of the Month, which is awesome. You can finally give back without doing anything except getting the gift of literature. Um, I'm really also excited, in addition to having a sponsor, to welcome the Yes Men on our show. It's really a thrill to have guests who try and save the world for a living, and an even bigger one when they're as smart and as funny as the Yes Men. There are these two political activists who go under the pseudonyms Andy and Mike, and they've always done these subversive, clever pranks to expose questionable ethics in corporations, and they've done tremendous things like you'll hear a little bit about how Andy impersonated a Dow chemical rep on the BBC apologized for the Bhopal crisis which led to Dow chemical then getting on the BBC and saying oh no no we won't take responsibility for the 5,000 people who were killed it became a public relations disaster for Dow chemical and these are just that's just one of the many things that Andy and Mike do Um, the yes men also created a lab to help others create these clever media campaigns and hijinks. So Andy brought along Sean Devlin, who's part of the lab, and Mike, um, who is away in Scotland, sent a video. So without further ado, I, I really hope you enjoy hearing this. Oh yeah, and the other thing I wanted to mention is Mike kindly uh, sent a video reporting on how I first got to know them, which was in high school. It's a, you'll see, it's about a Barbie and, or excuse me, you'll see, you'll hear, it's about Barbie and G.I. Joe, where he switched the brains uh, the computer-generated brains in Barbies and G.I. Joes in a toy store. I can remember hearing about it in the local news in high school. And Two movies, one book, and hundreds of pranks later, I'm still enamored by what the Yes Men do. Hope you will as well. Here's our conversation at UCB. Hello, Katie, Sean, and everybody. My name is Mike Bonanno. And I have a confession to make. I used to play with dolls. They call themselves the Barbie Liberation Organization, the BLO. Their mission, to free Barbie and her very male plastic counterpart, G.I. Joe, from sexual stereotypes by reversing their roles, by reversing their voices. The Barbie Liberation Organization is declaring victory in their skirmish with the toy makers. It's believed the stealth members of the BLO bought hundreds of G.I. Joes and Barbies, surgically changed their voice boxes, and then put them back on toy shelves around the country. This handout tape was provided to news organizations. Hi, I'm Teen Talk Barbie, the spokes doll for the BLO. That stands for the Barbie Liberation Organization. We have set up our own hospitals where we are carrying out corrective surgery on ourselves. It's surprising and, well, men can say they want to go shopping. Want to go shopping? Gina Liu, News 8. 
Are we allowed to make editorial comments Go ahead. on That's why I, I was think it's great. I, I think it's funny. I mean, you know. Breaks down the barriers. It sure does. You know, men go shopping, right? Yeah, especially around Christmas time That's if you have kids. True. You better believe it. I'm not sure Barbies or women would want to say, let's shoot them up or anything, but. Who knows what's next? I like it. Years later, I fell in with a guy called Andy Bicklebaum. And I'm Andy. And we are the Yes Men. Yep. You may have heard of the Yes Men because of some of the things we've done in the past. Like this. Dow is accepting full responsibility for the Bhopal catastrophe. We want something that's going to be able to save a human being no matter what Mother Nature throws at him. This is the answer. Iraq war ends. 1.2 million of these fake papers printed and passed out by thousands of volunteers. Today we're launching Balls Across America. They serve up satirical humor laced with lunacy to call the media's attention to serious issues. Who are you really? We are with a group called the Yes Men. A lot of people see the kind of things we've been doing over the years and they want to do similar things for their cause. That's why we started the Yes Lab. The Yes Lab is a way for us, the Yes Men, to help all kinds of progressive activist groups carry out media getting creative actions. Here's how it works. An organization, say US Uncut, calls us up. They have a goal, say, to point out that GE hasn't paid its taxes. Together we brainstorm the best way for the organization to get the most press attention possible. And this morning a story crossed the Associated Press saying that General Electric was going to pay back a $3.2 billion tax refund. The uh, stock moved when that story crossed the wires. It had all the makings of a major news story. The guys behind the prank, they call themselves U.S. Uncut, who work with the grassroots group, the Yes Men. I pay my taxes, why doesn't GE? That's where uh, the impulse came to do this prank. Andy, welcome back. And Sean, welcome as well. Um, Andy was on our very first debut show, which was very exciting. And uh, Lady Rizzo, who you've also performed with a lot, was on that show. Yes. And I think her mom might be here even, too. Um, just just name-dropping Lady Rizzo's mom. Anyway, um, so tell us, how did you meet Mike, who was in the, the um, show? Am I supposed to go by Igor? I never know which names I'm supposed to go, go with. Uh, use a name, yeah. Um, how did we meet? Yes. Well, oh gosh, long story. It was in uh, 1996, and I had, I, I, had, uh, I had a job as a video game programmer, uh, like so many people, and I was in charge of the little people that ran around in a, a computer game, a fun little computer game called Simcopter, and it was actually a really stupid little computer game, and I, I got really sick of it and decided I didn't want to be doing this job anymore because it was meaningless. And um, there were other things to do, probably. So instead of just quit, I um, changed, since I was in control of the little people, I just introduced a feature into the game where suddenly there would be hundreds of them, and they would all be uh, young men in swimsuits, and they would all be kissing each other madly um, <laughs> at random. And I, I thought it would happen every, like, couple months or, or so. That the I, kissing you know, would happen, or...? What? That, that they would start kissing. They would start happened? kissing madly. Yeah, like okay. some you know teenage boy would be. No, playing but every it. couple months they would start kissing madly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
but they would be random. Like, you know, you'd buy it and the, the kid would be playing it and then two months later they would start kissing. Um, but the, the very day after the game shipped to store shelves, 80,000 copies, um, my boss was playing it with his nine-year-old daughter and lo and behold, hundreds of kissing boys on the screen. And so I didn't have that job for very long. It's so beautiful though. I want to give you like, I know you lost your job, but can we just give you a round of applause? Yeah. Well, it was the best thing that ever happened to me. It was the best thing. It was really fun. And to that uh, young girl, probably. Yeah, probably. I mean, I think, yeah, it benefited some people a little bit. I mean, I really hadn't thought it through as, you know, like, why was I doing this, except that I wanted to lose the job, um, which I did. Um, but the, It's a the good big, way to come out, also, I think. I was out, yeah. But uh, the, the surprise to me was that um, I, I, I told a few people about it, and I told a reporter friend... He wrote an article about it and became this huge media story. Like, it was on TV, and it was all over the place. There were AP stories, and, and I, I hadn't really expected that. And I found it really fun and cool uh, to be on TV and all that. And I also found it really exciting to think that I could do this really stupid thing, very little effort, and suddenly there was a, a worldwide media story. And it just made me think that I could do this on purpose next time. Yes. And so I started working on that and told some friends about this, and they put us in touch, and we started working together, because and I just eventually the yes then happened. Explain that Mike was doing the Barbie thing on his own in school, and, yeah, and then you guys met. Those a were couple the... years before we met. Yeah. Yeah. That was really helpful. I'm glad I interrupted yes. for that. That really changed. <laughs> Thank God I cut yeah. you off there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where's Lady Riz's mom when you need her? Um, so the Yes Men formed then, and I've asked you this before, do you consider yourself more a social activist or a performance artist? You do phenomenally interesting and creative things at the same time that they're so useful. I mean, they genuinely have been useful in agitating um, and getting attention around issues. Uh, activist, yeah. Activist. Yeah. But not in, more in like the actor way where you like voted once. No. No. I did. I had a producer in Hollywood tell me they were an activist. So I was like, "Oh, what do you do?" And she's like, "I voted." Uh. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, <laughs> just the basics. Um, so I, I was so taken by your many, 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 many projects, and you had explained to me when we spoke that. People will come up to you all the time and say, I want to do something. Will you do this? Yeah. Like, yeah. or you pay attention to this. Yeah, so we, we got really sick of that. And we, we've been doing this for 15 years. Um, what this, you know, what we've been doing. And um, we've gotten pretty good at it. And at this point, we've decided to, to kind of help other people do it. Because it's, I mean, we're pretty good at it, but we're not that great at it. We're just pretty good. And it, it just doesn't take... Is there, like, a lot of competition? No, there's no, no competition. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. And so we're trying to create competition so that there's a marketplace so that the rules of the market can obtain and, you know, the, the winner will um, be who should win. They'll get this. Yeah, right, exactly. It should all be about that. You, too, could get this. <laughs> so you started... We started the Yes Lab, um, which is a thing that we're running at NYU right now a lot. So in the spring, if anybody wants to do stuff, fun activist stuff, uh, and we're 
go to yeslab.org slash NYU. Because that's what you're teaching. That's what, sort of teaching. Okay. Yeah, what does that mean, sort of? It's more like coaching. Life coaching. We, yeah. we know some other life coaches. <laughs> <laughs> Are you an intuitive life coach? Or? Utopia coaching, let's say. <laughs> Just like helping people brainstorm fun actions to improve the world. Okay. And, it, you know, it works. Yeah. And then do you also write? Yeah, well, we'll segue here okay. first, and then yeah. we'll, we'll talk about your fiction after, I guess. Okay. Um, so, so one of those people you brought here. Yes. Sean. Welcome. Hi. Hi. Um, Sean, can you tell us about one of the amazing projects you worked on? Um, I'm from Canada. <laughs> I love that that was funny. That makes me... <laughs> now I know this crowd's sense of humor. <laughs> And uh, I was recruited by them through the, one of their recruiting movies. Wait, this really does sound like you're talking about Scientology. So can you just... No, no, no. <laughs> when you guys use the word recruiting, no, I guess that sounded weird. Uh, <laughs> I watched one of their movies and liked it enough to get involved in what they do. Great, great. We're good, we're good. Just in um, case they're kids. Yeah. And they had impersonated the Canadian government and did this really funny thing, and I liked it. And I told them that I liked it. And uh, that's really what happened. And then, uh, and then one time they came to Canada in the city I live in, Vancouver, and they were like, "We're here. You should come study with us. Life coach with us. Life coach. We want to coach your life." And so I went because my life was kind of, and uh, <laughs> and it was really a turning point. And uh, we did this this prank on this um, oil pipeline company called Enbridge. Um, they build pipelines. Umbridge? Um, Enbridge. Okay. E-N-B-R-I-D-G-E. If you're in the market for a, a pipeline, don't buy it from them. Um, and so they make these pipelines, and that's all they do, which makes it really surprising that they're so bad at it, um, because they actually spill oil like on average more than once a week. And can you talk about uh, what people use to sop up the oil? Yeah, so we wanted to do something to like make fun of them and, and, and make them feel bad. And, and we thought, um, well, well, Mike and Andy had met some people in Michigan where they had spilled some oil. And this is all during um, what was going on in New Orleans at the in, same time. Yeah, in the Gulf. So no one heard about this because it was smaller than that. Um, but in the aftermath, instead of cleaning it up, what they did is uh, all these people were having respiratory problems because of the oil fumes. So Enbridge sent people with air purifiers as gifts and, and made these, these victims sign for the air purifiers. But what they were signing for was actually a form that took away their right to sue. So they, and, and then Congress did a probe into it. It was very illegal. And um, we thought... You don't have we, to put the very in front of it. It's just illegal. Yeah, it's illegal. <laughs> very. And, uh, and so we thought it would be great if they did something positive after an oil spill instead of more bad things. And, um, and so we found out that sometimes you can clean up oil with uh, human hair. And it's true. So this is what can, they use to clean up oil, you guys. Yeah, so they did it in the Gulf. And, and we thought, well, wouldn't it be great if Enbridge had a program where they were collecting human hair from all over North America? But how do they get it? Is it like you think that you're going to give your hair to um, people who are dealing with cancer and then it ends up sopping up oil? Or like, how does it work that you get all this human hair? Like, where are they getting the hair from? Um, I don't know where the other people collecting hair were getting Did someone it. just say barber shops? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what... 
It's not long hair that's usually in barber shops. As an expert barber, I can tell you. Now you do have long hair, you do have long hair. Okay, thank you for, like Andy's short hair. You need to have really long hair. Anyways, sorry. I'm just telling you because I'm kind of an expert on the subject because I just gave my hair to Unbridge. So the long and the short of it was we made a, a fake, we made a fake website of Enbridge and told all these hair salons that we wanted their hair and we were going to use it to clean up oil spills and they were like, that's great. And then, and then we announced it to the press and the press was like, that's weird, but kind of great. And, and then Enbridge was like, that's not true at all and we'll sue you. And uh, they didn't sue, but we did highlight the fact that uh, what they actually do after an oil spill is, is criminal and that if they collected hair, that would be a slight improvement. So what, what happened with those people who, who sued? How did you, what you guys did, how did that help the people who had you know, signed off? Well, I guess in Michigan they had signed off, and the, those people were helping the people in Canada, right? Yeah, so Enbridge wants to build this other pipeline. They're always trying to build pipelines. And, uh, and they were trying to do that in BC, and we're trying to stop that. So we're trying to highlight the fact that, hey, look down in Michigan. This is what they do. Don't let them do that here. And then we also partnered with them. The group in Michigan was called uh, People Enbridge Ruined in Michigan, PERM. And, um, <laughs> and after we did the, the whole media thing. Straight into the point. <laughs> after we did the whole media thing, we did this event in front of the Enbridge offices in Canada where anyone who wanted to support but didn't want to hold the cardboard sign could come and get their hair cut for free. And we collected all these hair scraps and then we sent them to Michigan and then Mike took them down to the oil spill in Michigan and sopped up like 200 milliliters of oil. <laughs> so that helped too. It's a lot of hair. Yeah. But it was a inter, no, transcontinental collaboration. Andy, how, this is fabulous that you did and that was through the Yes Lab helping. So if you guys are inspired by this, please go check out the Yes Lab. Um, and you guys back there who keep yapping through this whole thing, either go check out the Yes Lab or stop yapping. You have one or two choices. Um, it's all right. You're 13. I get it. Um, just acting like it. That's all I meant. Um, so Andy, how do you make a living doing, doing this? I teach at NYU. Okay. I have a day job. Okay. Yeah. I used to be a computer programmer. Yes, that we heard about. That went, that went well. Um, but that you have to balance doing social activism no. with teaching? No, they pay me to do this. Yeah. Okay. The, the, this is why I'm at NYU. Which yeah, is great. I'm running the Yes Lab there, and uh, we're, we're corrupting students and others and getting them involved in uh, trying to improve society. Which is kind of incredible, and it's, it's, it is different than there are a lot of um, performance artists out there, and I feel like it's so exciting to see actual activists who are just as funny, if not funnier, um, and really getting the attention and using it in such a good way. So Seems like a no-brainer. It just makes it funner to, to actually think that what you're doing has a purpose. Really I mean, I, you know, a lot of things have a great purpose. This maybe also. Um, are we, am I allowed to ask what, what you're working on currently? Yeah, we're uh, spending all our time now working with the OWS. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Occupy Wall Street. I don't know if anyone else fans yeah. or supporters. And, uh, I mean, you can sign up on our list at yeslab.org um, to get involved in our, our 
collaborations, but um, go down and you know work with OWS directly. They're amazing. So we're just basically collaborating and helping as we can and uh, doing brainstorms with them and figuring out how we can work with them. Awesome. And Sean's been very active in that. That's why he's here. He's still Canadian. Still Canadian. And there's actually something tomorrow that I don't think we can say the full details of, but if you can sing and know the words to Silent Night, you would be very useful tomorrow at 1 p.m. in front of the Trinity Church at Broadway and Wall Street. Yeah. Do we have some singers in the house? All right, sweet. One o'clock at the Trinity Church? Broadway and Wall Street. Bro Broadway and Wall and we can teach you the words if you don't know them. <laughs> or if someone plays the triangle, they can come and play that or whatever. That's fantastic. Um, all right, I guess that's our cue. Um, thank you guys so, so much for coming. I want to make sure that everyone knows Yes Men and to check out your website, the Yes Men Lab, and you will be come back for the award ceremony, which is very, very exciting. Thank you. Thank you guys so, so much for coming. That's it for this episode of Employee of the Month. Thank you for tuning in. If you would like to nominate someone for a dream job or get involved, subscribe to the podcast and find out about upcoming live shows at UCB, please check out our website, employeeofthemonthshow.com. Again, that's employeeofthemonthshow.com. Special thanks to you all, to UCB, Sirius XM, our audio engineers, Ian Mazoff and Damien Strange, and to the wonderful musicians, our house band, the new guys, Arthur Lewis and Shockwave, who composed the beautiful theme music you're listening to. Again, thanks to all of you, and don't forget to get your parking ticket validated. Now I gotta figure out where I locked up my bike. <laughs> <laughs>